Hello and welcome to another episode of Elgrim of the Podcast. I'm Abdullah. I'm Tom. And we're back from another fucking hiatus. <laughs> it happens a lot when we have busy lives. I know, it's kind of insane because I have to keep reminding people. Like, every time I, tr- I do a-, a new episode and it takes, like, there's a hiatus, I always-, I always tell them, like, I have a life outside the internet. I know that's hard to believe nowadays considering all the shit that, cra- all the crazy shit that goes on in the internet. But I have a life outside the internet. I do other stuff. I'm busy working on shit, and I'm trying to get projects off the ground. And if I if I cannot, I mean, I would like to stick to some sort of schedule. But knowing, like, I'm not, like, I'm not gonna force people to to come on the show if they don't want to come on the show. That's that's what I'm trying to say. So it's like if 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 there's like a hiatus between months or whatnot, I'm sorry, life got in the way. Like, and that's all I'm gonna say on that, on that, because I don't want to talk about my personal life. Mm-hmm. So a lot has happened since we last recorded a month ago, and um, it's probably gonna be like a catch-up episode for those who were new to the show. We usually just go from random topic to topic, talking about random stuff and whatnot. And uh, I'm kind of glad we went on a hiatus because. Um, <laughs> Remember, um, a year ago, I said we were going to review, like, the entire episode, the entire first season of DuckTales. Yeah. And I kind of knew it was going to come back and bite me in the ass. (laughs) Yeah, it kind of did. Because here's what happened. Uh, Here's a hint to everyone who wants to do, like, um, review series of shows. Make sure that the show has a consistent schedule. For the love of God, make sure this show has a consistent schedule. Because uh, the show aired in, like, August of last year. We're now in May of 2018. Just to give you an example. And so far we've had, like, what? Ten episodes? Thirteen? Well, I mean, two episodes already aired. Already got leaked and, and whatnot. But I'm not... I'm not gonna talk yeah. about those episodes until... Until they air because I don't want to get... Well, I don't want to spoil people. Because I respect, because yeah, because I kind of respect the show a little too much to not spoil people. <laughs> that's fair enough. <laughs> and uh, I'll be honest, uh, this week's episode, uh, "The Spear of Silene," biggest disappointment of the season. I think it didn't help that they took quite a big break in between it because I think everyone am anticipating for it to come back, and then when it did came back, it was like, oh yeah, right, um, not that good of an episode, unfortunately. And also, the last episode before it was actually really decent as well. I think that was the other problem as well. Like, here's the problem I think I had with it: it was meant to be a a big like story arc episode, but we didn't learn anything out of it. It was just. Hey, yeah. hey, Della was a good person, and that's it. <laughs> that's all we learned. It's like, oh, she's still out there. She and she was a good person. Okay, like, like what the fuck? This one, um, yep. It was just, it was just a massive disappointment, and and my, I think my biggest problem with it is like there was like a lot of inconsistencies in the writing. Like, have you noticed that with with Dewey especially? Dewey and Webby were very inconsistent in their characterization in this episode. Yeah, they were a little bit off, I felt. Like, they were not written as well they had in the previous episodes. Yeah, uh, what was it? Like, Dewey was even the worst because, like, uh, there was no conflict. Like, there was literally no conflict, and the conflict at the end is like, oh, I don't want to find out what happened to my mom my mom because I don't want to know if she was a bad person. And then he's like, nah, fuck it, I want to find out the truth. What? What? That, <laughs> it kind of contradicts what you want to do, but okay. It's like, I want to find out about my mom. No, wait, I don't want to find out about my mom. Oh, yes, I do. God, it's like such inconsistent inconsistent writing and the main plot with Zeus and Storkules, it was just not funny. I, I can tell what they were trying to do, but at the same time, it just wasn't hitting the right punches, I felt, you know? With, like, with, I get, I get, I get the joke is uh, Zeus is a vain motherfucker who is petty and who can't let shit go. Yeah. Okay, and, and that the... that's the joke. Yeah. Okay. And if you know your Greek mythology, that kind of what Zeus is in Greek mythology. He's a guy that can let stuff go, and we get it. It, we, it was just a one-note character. I Again, I, and the thing is that with one-note characters, they can work on the show, because we have seen um, a one-note character already who was 
I'm trying to remember his name now. Um, he was in the episode when taking the mick out of Google. Uh, Mark Beeks. That, that was uh, yeah. Mark Beeks, Glomgold, yeah. Ma Beagle. You know, those, these are all great characters. Yeah. It's kind, of, it's kind of like you, when you compare it to all the villains they introduced so far and they have already set and established and even their first time appearance in the episodes. It's like, I get it, we are going to get some of these villains, which, to be quite honest, are going to be one-note villains, maybe. We might not see them again after this episode. But at the same time, if you're going to have that one-note villain, at least make it make that one-note villain interesting and good. And I just, I, 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 I mean, the problem I had with this episode as well is the fact that I, I understand what they were going for. I understand it's like, oh, they're trapped and they they can't, while well, the rest of the family is trying to get out, uh, Webby and, and Dewey are trying to find out more about the mystery of, of what happened to Della. And that could have been really interesting, but the problem is the execution was just fucking atrocious. Yeah. And it's one of these annoying episodes that basically if you really do want to know about the backstory of Della, you're going to have to watch this episode to get that backstory. And even then, it's not a lot of backstory, you know? It's just like, oh, she was friends with Silene. That's it. Good to know. <laughs> she was friends with Silene, and she was a nice person. We didn't know that already. Well, oh, and it, and it turns out that she didn't take the Spear of Silene because the Spear of Silene doesn't exist. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> even though there was a massive saying... There was a massive point to the storyline saying, oh, yeah, 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 there was the spear silent. It was a big deal. And then suddenly in this episode, no, not really. It wasn't here at all. And you're like, wait, what? And I'm just like, this doesn't really flesh out the world all that, all that well. And I'm, and I, look, I don't, I don't want to say like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Like, I'm not, I don't want to sound like I'm being harsh on this episode because there was some things I liked. I mean, Storkules was kind of, you know, he did have his moments and Donald's development was great. As always, I do like this version of Donald. And there were some jokes that made me laugh, like um, Scrooge saying, well, I can't help it if I'm just better at you at everything. <laughs> which, okay, which is the most cunty thing to say to someone, but it's just, it was so hilarious for some reason. But it was so perfect for the character to say it, though. Which is I know. Yeah. And, and I mean, think, yeah, go, go ahead, go ahead, sorry. I'm, I've, I did find it interesting, you get a little bit of a some images of what, what she looked like when she was younger that was interesting i mean you yeah know? we do see like some flashback footage of of della fighting skeletons and whatnot but other than I, that i think that's a, i think that's a reference to jason the argonauts if i wasn't mistaken yeah no shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but but other, but other than that there was nothing to this episode like there was nothing memorable i think the only memorable thing about this episode was the fact that michael chiklis voiced zeus yeah yeah, kind of, yeah. And to be fair, he did a good job. I mean, he was really great, but the problem is, is just like, he was not, not given anything to do. He was he just, was okay, writing. he was just like, okay, you're just a jackass, okay? And not get it wrong, he does a very, very good job being a jackass, but the problem is that, he, it just the writing material that he was given, it just didn't work, I felt. And he, and he and I didn't even know that was him until the credits because that that's how fucking good he was at putting on yeah. a voice that didn't sound like his voice. I mean, I didn't even know he could do like a regal voice, but he did. And yeah, well, the, the, the thing is, that a lot of I think a lot of people seem to forget he has done some voice work in the past, and I think his biggest one was um, he was in um, Spirited Away. Oh God, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, he voiced English. He was in the English dub. Um, he wasn't a big character, but he did voice the, um, the main character's father in it. But he has done some voice work apart from that. But that's probably his biggest one I can think of off the top of my head. I mean, he was. I think. Uh, I think. Um, speaking of Michael Chiklis, do you remember the Robot Chicken sketch where where, where Ben and, and the guy from the Shield switch places? <laughs> Oh, God, yeah, he actually came back and did that, didn't he? Uh, that, yeah. The entire cast of the movie came back to do that because they were all friends with Seth Green and they owed him a fan and they wanted to be on the show, according yeah. to the commentary, because they were all big fans of the show and they wanted to be on the show and they were like, okay, well, let's, we'll do, come on. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's, um, I mean, he has done voice work before and he's a really good actor as well, so you can't really knock him for his work, I, I feel. And do you know what's his face from Moral Oral did a great job as Storkules? But then again, when is he not good <laughs> at what he does? And surprise, surprise, he is half Greek and Canadian. Oh, I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, 
So it's, it's, it's actually kind of appropriate to be voicing a Greek myth or character in that sense. <laughs> oh, and uh, what's her face? The main lady from my big fat Greek wedding voice, Celine. She's really good. Uh, then yeah, again, she's on just... she's on Star versus the Forces of Evil, so she has done voice work anyway. Yeah. So not a big deal. Yeah. Um, I actually like in the fact this show's getting actually big main stain names for voicing these one-off characters now and again, which I like. You know, it gives that show a bit more variety and kind of reminds me of um, how Batman the animated series worked back in the day. If they had a one-off person, and when we get someone quite a big name person to voice the character. And you want to know why? They, you don't want to know why? You want to know why they did that? Why is that? Because in the '60s show, the main every villain was played by a guest star, and they kind of yeah. wanted to do the same thing with that. All the villain, yeah. all the villains on that show were voiced by big name actors, by the way, and a lot of people forget yeah. that. Yeah, and especially for the time as well. And um, yeah, and I think Ducktales is kind of doing that with its with this own show. If you notice that, you know. I mean, yeah, like like I said, I praised. I mean, I've been critical of Catherine Tate's work in the past, but she was she's fucking great as Magic, and I can't wait to see more of her take on the character. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we got we got more episodes ahead from us, and I know next week episodes are going to be interesting because that's going to be the first appearance of um, Gizmo Duck. Oh, I kind of owe you on that one because I, I said, oh, they're not going to show Gizmo Duck until like the twentieth episode or so. And I'm like, fuck! I told you, I told you, I told you they were show him off early. Well, there was a four month break, but that's still side the point. <laughs> so I lost a bet on that one, but I mean. I just think this episode was really, was really disappointing because I think I I like the show a lot, but this episode just really rubbed me the wrong way because I I wanted to like it so much, but it was just not very good. Like it felt yeah. like the worst kind of filler, and it shouldn't be filler because there was main story plot <laughs> and stuff in it. <laughs> yeah, how do you feel about Scrooge and his family using the power of the singing girl? I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> It was it was well used. I gotta say that 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 was one one bit. I'm like, okay, I wasn't expecting that, but I'm actually finding this really funny. Because because I like the fact that they go for the really you know dry dark humor in this show as opposed to like the regular show that kind of avoided this type of humor. And and I yeah. think that that kind of differentiates the type because 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 in the original show there was a lot of um, there was a lot of slapstick humor, and here there's a lot of dry humor. Which I th- which I know why they did that because they you know they knew like older people were gonna watch the, this this version of Ducktales with their kids and they yeah. kind of needed like dry humor to keep the adults interested. Which is I'm not yeah. saying is a bad thing because some of the jokes are really hilarious as we know. But if you want to if you want to know why there's like less slapstick and more like dry humor, it's because most of the people who watch Ducktales as kids are growing up now. Yeah, probably in their twenties, late twenties, early thirties. Yeah, and that's why like, there's a lot more dry humor in this as opposed to like the slapstick comedy of the 80s version. But again, that's another discussion for another time. But honestly, this is the easily the worst episode of the season, hands down, so far. Yeah, that's a bit of a shame. But, you know, hopefully the next episode got Gizmo Duck in it. So we're going to see, um, we're going to definitely see the return of um, Gyro as well. So. I'm looking forward to it. And Mark Beeks. <laughs> and Mark Beeks. So, you know, some some, some very fan, fan favorite characters now, surprisingly. So I'm cute. I really want to see the next episode. Yeah, I'm hoping it's better than this one. And, you know, fingers crossed. Yeah. So, um, anyway, moving on to other stuff. Um, over the weekend, I think it was, uh, news broke out that Hasbro has uh, brought out Power Rangers bought it. Well, brought they bought out the entire Saban brand, and so they own all the Saban shows now. I wasn't expecting this. Well, it was kind of obvious. I mean, they wouldn't. Good, they no. would. I mean, they wouldn't have bought the. Um, they wouldn't have bought Power Rangers if they didn't have plans to buy the entire brand. The weird thing was, we were talking about this when we actually first initially talked about it because we were saying that were they planning on going to buy the whole rights? If so, when? How long is going to be? And sure enough, they'd done it, and I got no complaints with it. To be honest, I'm, I'm not a big toy person, but I can understand why. 
because from a marketing point, basically, if you do own the whole tight company, you can do all these different stuff now that you want to do go f- going forward with it, you know? And I'm kind of curious what happens to the comic book rights, because does Boom lose the comic book rights? Because um, Hasbro has a deal with IDW still, so... Yeah, that's that I am curious about. Um, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be a same sort of incident like it was with Sonic and Archie in that sense. Um, I think we are going to keep the same. I think the status quo is not going to change, you know? I think it's going to stay the same. But if they don't capitalize on this game within the comic book thing, imagine what you can do marketing-wise, basically say, oh, we got a new series coming out. Oh, here we go. Here's a comic book. Buy the comic book, you know? I think what they're going to do is like, well, it's obvious. They're going to do like a fucking Transformers and, and Power Rangers crossover. They'd be dumb not to. I already said this when we talked about it initially. Imagine that crossover. They are going to if they ever if they ever get the opportunity to happen and sure enough it's happened we're gonna get it at some point we just have to wait so look forward to a scene of lord zed and rita repulsa meeting megatron and starscream at some point oh my god that's gonna be so funny someone has to make the obvious joke wait oh my god you you lot sound like a bunch of old married couples or something like that <laughs> It has to be done. It has to be done. And we have, we probably have like Optimus Prime meeting the Red Ranger, and there's he talk gives him a talk about fucking leadership or whatnot. Oh my god, it's gonna be awful. It'd be sold on basically um, passing on some knowledge to Optimus Prime, and then Optimus Prime realized that it it was the power of teamwork that helped him through it. And then you're gonna get a scene when they say when all are one, and basically you see him. With the Red Ranger opening the matrix of power and yeah, it's this kind of writes itself, doesn't it? Because because here's the <laughs> thing with like because here's the thing with like G1 Transformers, it's not that deep of a show. It really isn't. And people who say it is, you've been reading the comics for way too long at this point to actually go back and watch the original show. Oh, it, I think my favorite episode is the Prime Problem one, where they where Megatron creates a, a clone of Optimus Prime, and how do we tell which one's the real one? Ask him questions only the real Prime knows. Nope. Uh, race. <laughs> Damn yeah. it. Really? Really? Well, it could be worse. They could have an episode when they turn one of the Transformers into a geisha robot. Oh, wait, that happened, didn't it? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the show was dumb. I mean, it's 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 not it's one of those shows where I'm gonna be honest. I only watch it because it's kind of so bad it's good. Yeah. Because it has not aged well at all. <laughs> all all the fact that um the Transform cartoon predicted a Transform movie when they go back in time and meet King Arthur. Oh, what was it? They they already had an episode where um a movie filmmaker was like, I want to make a movie about Transformers and I want to cast real Transformers in the movie. Oh my! Wait, what? Yeah, that was an episode where they like hoist goes Hollywood. Hoist goes Hollywood. That's, that's oh my <laughs> god, I forgot that. Oh my, yeah, I, I don't remember that one until. <laughs> but but I mean, the thing is, it's like I understand why Hasbro bought the rights to Saban because they kind of need new properties. Because you know, we already talked about the IDW drama, and they're kind of like, oh, you know, we need a big hit because you know this shit ain't selling. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, look, we just quiet Saban. We are going to have Power Rangers. This is the other question. Do you think they're going to even bother touching the other Saban properties? They only bought it because I think it's one of those things where it's like, okay, you can't buy, you cannot just buy Power Rangers. You have to buy all of it. They're like, fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, we want to do this and this and this with Power Rangers. No, you can't. We say no. Right, okay. Get on the phone. Right, we're going to buy Saban. How, how, how much? <laughs> And it's just you know, kind of, it's, it's it's just kind of one of those things where what's going to happen with it and and you have to remember like Saban has tried to oh my god do you remember that fucking awful joke in the movie with um with them taking a jab at the Transformers live action movies oh god um I remember there was a joke but I can't remember the joke specifically and he, he stayed uh the red uh the blue ranger steps on a a um a, the the steps on a muscle car and he says sorry bumblebee oh god yes I remember that now yeah which is pretty offensive when you think about it because it's implying that uh, only autistic people like these movies so that's a great joke ouch that's i mean think about that think about the implications of that where it's basically saying yeah. only uh, only autistic people are dumb enough to like these movies guess I which movie that, beat them more at the box office that year that's what was yep <laughs> 
<laughs> so I mean, Saban oh, was oh. pretty much like the the brand was pretty much struggling before that, and I think it was only obvious before someone bought them out anyway. And why not Hasbro? Hasbro's been trying to get their fucking dumb shared universe movie off the fucking ground because I don't know why. <laughs> Well, know. again, everyone wants a shared universe movie now because of how well Marvel done it, and everyone wants that slice of the cake. But I think a lot of film, a lot of studios, not realizing that if you want to build a said well, you need to get a good series of films to come out for those said films, and actually have a plan in place on how you're going to connect all this stuff together. You Remember know? Dark Universe? Remember that fucking oh, you... franchise? <laughs> Oh god! Uh, the only thing I would say that was good about that film was the the design for the female mummy, and that's about it. And you had Russell Crowe calling Tom Cruise young man. And I'm like, you're exactly the same age. Why are you calling him young man? He's not young. Tom Cruise, you're not young. Get over yourself. You're you're not making like a Mission Impossible film from the '90s again. Oh wait, you still are making Mission Impossible films. And notice how, like, I just, I, I, I really want to know what their fucking thought project was behind that, where it's like, okay, we want to make a shared universe with the Universal Monsters. Okay, not a bad idea. How are you going to reintroduce them to the world? Oh, we'll just make it a superhero movie. But and they're not have... superheroes, you fucking idiots. And then you have a minute, then you want to go to the military base and you... Yeah, say, okay, we're in a military base. Let's cram in many references as possible. So you see, like, Dracula's skull. You see an arm of the creature from the Black Lagoon. You see where a werewolf. It was like, you're like, really? Okay. And and let's not forget our pals at Sony, who are still trying to, to have their own fucking Spider-Man shared universe. That, that Venom film was going to flop. I'm gonna say this right now. When the, when the fucking Venom movie bankrupts Sony, which it will... It fucking will, because they spent, they, they, they fucking are spending way too much money promoting this piece of shit. And it, yep. and it, and it just looks like it's rushed. I'm sorry. It looks like it, ru- it's, it's rushed. Don't blame me when fucking Disney buys them out in a year's time. Don't fucking blame me. Cause I said this before and I'll say it again. Sony have no fucking idea what they're doing with the Spider-Man rights. It's the same people that decided to cancel a Popeye film to be Make a make a film on a Metacons. Oh yeah, and the Emoji Movie. Remember that? That's a great fucking movie. That's like watching a dumpster fire. It's like basically, you know, it's gonna be shit. Why? Why do you go back? It, and also, are we going off the tangent? Going completely off topic here. But um, the thing that really annoys me about the whole Venom thing with, with their film, with their whole share thing and everything like that, is the fact that they take they essentially taken the whole type backstory. Flash Thompson's Venom and not Eddie Brock's Venom. Yep. Because the reason why I took Flash Thompson's Venom, because that's the only version of Venom that actually has a good story and actually is very well received and probably the easiest to adapt into a bloody Venom. I'm pretty sure they did that because they didn't want to fucking pay Tom Holland to show up. (laughs) Does anyone remember Tom Holland? Seriously? It's it's like, I, I know there's a rerun of the 80s, the 70s show, but still. You know, just, I, I'm just saying. It's just, it's just embarrassing because, and I, I blame fucking Avi Arad because he's the fucker that's been trying for years to get this fucking movie off the ground for whatever reason. I think he's just out of spite at this point because he knows that Venom has a merchandising thing. Venom is, oh, this horrible say about the character, but he's more of a merchandising cash cow than he is the actual good, good character. Like, he's sellable. That's the reason why. He sells. People like him. Why? He has a cool design. He has a cool name. Why? He He's edgy. He's on the 90s. He has a lot of nostalgia. He came out at a really crucial time of when comic books were at their peak of their popularity. I mean, I, I, mean I like Venom, and I, and I will say, like, the recent stuff with Mike Costa's run on the book has been fantastic, and it's the best Venom in years. <laughs> And I'm and I'm looking at that and I'm like, why can't you just make something like that? A simple, self-contained story that has nothing to do with Spider-Man and is a good Venom story. Venom fighting That's monsters. That's all I want, you know? <laughs> it's not hard, but no, we have to do... Oh, it's a military operation that's secret li- li- liaisons and 
government secrets and stuff like that. And we well, heard this before. And just look over at Flash Johnson. And of course, it's like, oh man, we gotta do, cause, cause the press stuff right now is really topical. So let's do an entire movie based on the press being silenced to expose government conspiracies. Oh my god. Yeah, the film's gonna be even more dated because of that. Yep. <laughs> Can't wait for the scene where the villain says you're printing fake news, cause you know it's gonna happen. Fucking know it's gonna happen. You're you're hurting my feelings. You're triggering me. Don't trigger me. You don't like me when I'm triggered. And the effect and the fucking. I don't care if it's like if it's like uh what was it trailer effects. It looks like shit. Venom looks like shit. Oh, the, have you seen the fan made edit someone did online? Yeah, I said I said this. I said this before. If when a fan made edit looks better than your fucking shitty movie, you know it's rushed. You fucking know it's rushed. Also, do you find it funny that the teaser poster they released doesn't match up to how Venom's eyes actually look in the final product? Yep. Someone pointed that out. They say, yeah, it doesn't match up, does it? Oh my, oh god. I just thought, how can you mess up Venom's iconic eyes? It looks nothing like Venom. Easy, hire Avi Arad to be in charge of your project. How is that man still getting work? How? She's... And and fucking Amy Amy oh. Amy Pascal is also still saying like, oh no, we're gonna have a Black Cat and Silver Sable movie. Nope. This film bombs. That that's it. That's it for Sony and Marvel films. Because cause this is the thing. It's basically you can have so many flops until you basically just give up on it. It's like, don't you find it funny how how quiet uh, Warner Brothers is now after the flop of um, of Justice League? They have not even dare mentioned uh, DC Comics in any of their press junkies in the last couple quite a while actually because that was like because that was the wake up call for them and I think that what they did was just completely fucking stupid where it's just like hey let's get Josh Whedon in here and just fucking recut the entire movie and make it more like a Marvel movie and I'm like no you don't do this while still in production you don't this was still in production. You do this when you, I don't know, you sit down, you talk about it, and you do it before you film the fucking film. I know! And that's and that's kind of my, but, you know, that's another fucking thing I don't want to get into. Yeah. I really don't, because I'll be here all day, because they, they fucking drop the ball hard. And I'll, I will say this right now, it wasn't a bad movie as well. I mean, there were spots of a good movie in there, but they fucking sony did. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's so great that we managed to get on this topic conversation from Power Rangers, isn't it? <laughs> well, I mean, well, what do you want me to say, dude? It's just like it's yeah. just another, it's just another company another buyout. It's just another buyout, and that's going to be the norm for now. From now on, it's like something underperforms, someone's going to buy it. Yeah, like, I know. It's, at the moment, there's a, um, I know it's going off topic again, but we have. Oh, we're buyout. done talking about Power Rangers, dude. Yeah. But um, we had a company buyout here recently in the UK. Um, this is going to sound extremely boring for you listeners, so sorry for this. So just a quick tangent. Yeah, basically Watchdog are currently looking in the buyout for uh, the merger of Asda and Sainsbury's. Oh, really? So, I did so, not know that. Yeah, basically the company um, Sainz, um, Sainsbury's approached Asda's and they were like, yeah, we we want to buy you. And if they do, they will be the biggest supermarket chain in the United Kingdom. That big, fucking, big in the Tesco's. That fucking sucks. So basically Watchdog basically had to step in now because because apparently there's some monopoly laws that might be broken if the, the merger does go through. That fucking sucks because um... Yeah. Because I actually had, the, had this conversation with um, with one of my mates the other day, and basically said, "Well, it's just basically just to show that it lets small business, it's unfair for small businesses." I went, "Yes, but the other problem is that what a lot of people don't realize when monopoly laws are there in the first place is basically, it's in the sense of basically, what happens if that company goes under?" That's the big question. Yeah. So if one company buys out all the companies, and that one company that does buy out all the company then goes under, then what happens? People would lose their jobs. There would be tons of unemployment, and it would be a mini. I know this might be exaggerating, but you might get a 
I, would, I don't want to say it, but you might get like a mini Great Depression in the sense that there'd be no jobs. People, ton of people will be unemployed. And that's what happens that's... when you have a monopoly and it goes out of business because there are no other competitors. And thus you don't create no new jobs. And when you don't yeah. create new jobs, the economy goes down. <laughs> yeah, and that's what sort of what happened in 2008. Yep. Housing crisis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it, it does repeat itself. And it's kind of repeating itself again with um, companies buying up other companies. I know a lot of people say, oh, yeah, Marvel buying 20th Century um, Fox. That's great, isn't it? No. But, oh, God, no. no. <laughs> what do I mean? It's better than Comcast getting the rights to it. Comcast would have been a more bigger disaster, I would have felt. But I know, but the problem is, is like, that's just kind of the one of the final nails in the coffin because because it wasn't enough that they were buying uh, Fox that was the problem. They were buying everything, like they yeah. were buying all its all its IPs, and there were talks that they were going to buy Sky as well. So it's like, how does that work? Well, again, Sky is owned by the same company, so by Time Warner Company, so. <sighs> It's a more scary fact the reason why Fox actually went ahead and sold it in the ver- and wanted to sell it in the first place. Do you remember the reason why? Yeah, because Murdoch is is a piece of shit who wants to have a monopoly on the news business. Yeah, exactly. And um, this is the, the thing with monopoly laws in there in the first place because it's supposed to counteract the, what happens if these companies do go out of business that buy up all these companies. It's supposed to keep people safe safe within their job markets. And people actually can get work within those markets, and and I think that's not that's that's not that that isn't the case with most of these um, companies these days because we we're starting to see a lot of t- a lot of TV shows like cut cut their budgets in half. Yeah. Have you, no- have you have... noticed that? Have you noticed like yeah. all the all the network shows have, have been cutting their budgets in half recently? Yeah, and then if they are lacking on views, have you noticed how many? continuations of old tv shows that we had like in the 90s and 80s of making their comebacks and stuff like that but the most recent one being roseanne oh yeah and that and that got renewed after even though the first season wasn't even over yet they were like oh no no it's roseanne people love roseanne the ratings were shit the ratings were fucking garbage yeah because i feel basically I think it's been getting good reviews, but at the same time, I think the other problem is with, was the fact that basically people, someone actually did bring up a good question saying, when is nostalgia's enough on its namesake? You know? And I said this way back in 2015. I said the main problem I have with Hollywood and, and entertainment right now is the fact that we're not getting original ideas anymore. We're just getting rehashes and reboots and remakes of stuff that already existed a couple of years ago that's not even that old. Yeah. But but it's getting made because it's a recognizable brand name, and that's what yeah. all and that's what all these movies are and all these TV shows are. They're just brand names to these companies. They're they're just like okay, what's a good brand name? It's yeah. not what can what's a good story? What's a good what's something we haven't done before? It's what's a good brand name, and that's yeah. a scary fucking thought. I mean, I think I think the biggest buyout i would say and a big name recognition when they actually brought it back i think when people started to cack onto it quite obviously was um star wars that that was the 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 domino that set everything in motion for disney after that yeah pretty much and they are trying to accumulate monopoly which that's 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 what companies do they try to accumulate monopoly why because they want to get the biggest piece of the market and they want the most money from said market and it's actually kind of funny. Disney are actually their own worst enemy at the moment because when you look at their lineup of films and stuff like that, some film und- some of their films underperform because they're getting beaten by one of their own other films. Oh, you mean Star Wars? Yes. <laughs> it's like wow, we wasted all that money getting uh, promoting this shit, even though we didn't have to because we already had a, a franchise that was doing well anyway. <laughs> yeah. What the fault? Do do do. And another thing that really makes me laugh is the fact that Bob Iger really did consider running for president at one point, but then he just uses money for from from his campaign just to buy out Fox. <laughs> N- not making that up. Look it up. That's true. That that does make me laugh. 
Because <laughs> he seriously considered running for president. He's like, you know what? I'm not. I'm not gonna run for president because people called him out for being a fucking hypocritical cunt for doing that. So he's like, okay, I'll just buy Fox then. <laughs> <laughs> I show you. I'm gonna stick it to the man by buying the man out. And it's just, and and I and I don't want that. I mean, I don't want to. That's the problem that really worries me is like, I don't want Disney to have like a monopoly. I really don't. I don't think any company should have a monopoly on, on entertainment or what, what have you, because like you said, because I think there needs to be variety and that's kind of lacking. That's been lacking nowadays because everyone wants to be Disney. Like everyone wants to have their own shared universe because they 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 want to be like Disney, and I'm thinking, well, instead of th- trying to, to 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 you know be like Disney, why don't you guys do your own thing? You know, why don't you? Like, here's the thing I really liked about Logan: it was something new, it was something we had never seen before, a hard R-rated superhero drama that was never done before. And I'm thinking to myself, well, why don't you look at that and do more, do something like that? Do superhero movies aimed at actual adults? And, and I mean, when I say adults, I mean like actual adult storylines that aren't poop and fart jokes. You know? Stuff like that. Like, like that's kind of missing. And I'm kind of thinking to myself, why don't we have like serious adult superhero movies like Logan? That's something I would be interested in watching because I fucking loved Logan. But they just want to play it safe because they think, oh, well, it didn't make as much money, so we're not going to, you know, we're not going to invest in that. And I think that's that kind of sucks because they're like, okay, well, we're not going to we're not going to take a chance, you know, doing something with quality. Let's just copy Marvel. Let's just copy the Disney formula and it'll fail. And then we'll just look like idiots for trying. Yeah. Oh, you know what really, really annoys me recently that I actually saw in the, saw in the media that really irks me a lot? What? Oh, it, sh- it shouldn't really irk me, but have you heard about what they did with Rest of Development recently? Oh, you mean recut the season that no one liked? Yeah. I'm like, hmm. This, this is my thought process on it, because I got a mate, I'm not going to name him. Um, He got me into Rest of Development, right? He basically, we both we both watched season four. We both agreed it was a piece of shit. It wasn't shot well. It wasn't this that. And I, that. I don't, I don't, I don't acknowledge season four at all. That's where well, I stand. Apparently, they re-edited it into twenty-two episodes, and the guy that does the voiceover, they got him to do new voiceover lines, and that's pretty much it. Apparently, it's. I've watched some of it. I don't see the appeal in it. I think that what they did shot was a piece of garbage. I think that it, I think it's just a really bad attempt with um trying to re-edit season four just to gain some credibility on it. Um, I think it's the whole George Lucas effect that that happened when they did do this whole re-editing of um, season four. It doesn't change um, the fact that some of the effects that they did were shit. The problem was it basically, if you watch it the first time, it was a giant dumpster fire. A giant shitty dumpster fire. Because it's, because the... here's a great idea. We 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 can't get all the actors together in one place to shoot their scenes. Let's just chroma key them in in scenes. That works, right? Yeah. No. Why, <laughs> why the hell would you go back and watch the dumpster fire again, just knowing that it's still a piece of shit and it's even longer? I, I don't get it. I really don't get it. And my mate watched it. He went, oh, my God, it's so much better. I went, exactly the same. All they did is re-edit it and gave it new voiceover lines. It's the same jokes. <coughs> and more recently, they actually dropped the um, season five trailer today as well. I I yeah. don't I I haven't watched that and I don't want to fucking see that because quite honestly, to me see to me season three was the final season. I don't yeah. want to acknowledge season four. I don't want to acknowledge anything that came after that. It was just three seasons. 
Yeah. And as far as I know, all the actors moved on to better projects, which is true. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know why Michael Hertz is still trying to hang on to this fucking dumpster fire. But, like, I, I know why, because, again, Netflix is like, okay, it's brand recognition. Fuck you. <laughs> no, I mean, like, this is what I'm saying. It's like, they don't care about releasing a quality product. They just want brand recognition. People watch it because it's a res- it's, it's something re- they recognize. It's a rest of development. It's a cult comedy. Yeah. And, oh, and don't worry about season four. We recut it now, so it's all good. No, it isn't. It's the same shit. You just, you just fucking edited, edited, edited the episodes together into one fucking half hour movie and added in a new voiceover by Ron Howard. That's all you fucking did. Yeah. That's all you did. Fuck you. Yeah, it really annoys me that this, this has happened and then they've done the re-edit, you know? And if I find it ironic, he basically called it Rest of Animal Season 4 Remix the Faithful Conclusions. Faithful conclusions. If it was the fatal conclusions, you would have done that the first time round. You know? Faithful conclusions. Like what? Ending it on a fucking cliffhanger that solved nothing? <laughs> None of the characters' arcs having a fucking ending? You notice that, right? You fucking notice that. They set up all these new arcs for each character, and they just don't end. They're just like, okay, there's a, you thought there was a conclusion? Fuck you. No, there wasn't. Oh, and Netflix didn't renew us until recently. Because we couldn't get the actors together because they were busy doing much better shit. Yeah. Fucking hell. And this is the reason why we don't have good stuff. <laughs> I mean, we do, but, you know, this is the reason why... Shows that 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 uh, got canceled and didn't come back for a reason stayed canceled. Yeah, that's uh, annoys me. It really, really, really annoyed me. Do you want to go on to our last topic? Might as well. We got another half hour to kill. Yeah, and this pretty much will kill that half an hour. <laughs> uh, well, I already talked about my feelings about Infinity War. I thought it was okay. I didn't hate it. I didn't like it. I was indifferent about it. I, there were some things I liked. There were some things I didn't like. Well, what are your thoughts? I enjoyed it. I thought it was was pretty decent. I think it was... You kind of knew... I mean, a lot of people said, Oh, yeah, why did Thanos win? I went, there's a second film coming out. If 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 the Avengers to beat beat him in the first film, why the hell would you have a second part? You know? Well, I mean, I'm just kind of glad they didn't... Yeah. Well, I'm just kind of glad they didn't do the time travel stuff now because save that yeah. for the fucking next movie. Yeah. I thought it had some really good moments as well. Um, I think they... Un- like, I was speaking to my mate about it who I saw it with, and he said, well, the whole big deal about the Spider-Man Homecoming film with the fact that he rejected the suit because he wanted to do his own thing, you know? But then immediately, like... Five minutes into the film, once Spider-Man turns up, it's like after like five ten minutes, he gets the iron suit, and you're like, "Wait, what?" You know? Yeah, I didn't. I, li- I, I didn't like Spider-Man in this movie because I, I did. I, I want him to be his own character. I don't want him to be fucking Tony's sidekick, which is what he was in this movie. I will, will, will meet Tom Holland's acting in the film was really good. I mean, he, he was he was good, but the problem is, I don't want him to be Robin. He is not yeah. Robin. He is Spider-Man. They even made the joke. Oh, is this your ward or something? Fuck off. Oh my. Right. <laughs> even Marvel, even the writers of the films know that what everyone's thinking. And they put it in as a joke. Um, <sighs> Star-Lord was complete dick in the film. Oh, I, 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 I fucking hated... I miss Guardian Star Lord. I hate fucking Guardians Two and and um and Infinity War Star Lord. He's such a whiny bitch. Yeah, I mean there were some funny moments with him, like the bit when he's like deepening his voice, and then they're like, "Hey, why are you deepening your voice?" You know that whole joke. 
I mean, I, I like the stuff with him. Like I said, I liked the stuff with Thor and the Guardians. I thought that that could have been its own movie, but and I thought the the humor between the Guardians was much more better written than it was in, in Guardians 2 because there was not a lot of poop and fart jokes. Thank fuck. But the but the problem is is just like outside of that, there wasn't much to them. Like they really didn't do anything outside of, you know, rescue Thor and then become like extras in the final battle. I thought the whole sequence with um, Thor and Rocket and um, Pika Dickness character was really funny. I I I think they managed to get four characters done right now. Finally, yeah. I mean, I, like I said, the, the the strength of the movie for me was Thor because I was like, "Holy shit, you finally got him right. He's acting like the Thor I know." God, I want a best solo movie with this version of Thor, please. Yeah. It only took like three films. I know, and it's just, it's so heartbreaking because it's like, finally, this is the Thor I wanted. I didn't want the boring fucking Thor from the th- first one. The second movie can go fuck itself, and the third movie, he's just a fucking idiot. Here, he's the Thor from the comics. Here, he's Ultimate Thor, and I fucking love Ultimate Thor. I thought the action sequence in Wakanda were amazing. Oh God! When Thor showed up at the end and went re- all, yes. when 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 Thor showed up and went red brown on everyone's asses, I'm like yes. yes. And also, I even love the um, joke between him and Captain America. He said, "Hey, I see you shave your head. I see you took my beard." <laughs> and in the background, you see Groot like killing a bunch of them, and he's like, "Oh yeah, by the way, this is Groot. Groot, I am Groot. I am Steve Rogers." <laughs> right? Okay, that's funny. I I just I I mean. Like like I said, there are some things I really like, but the problem is I, I just felt like it wasn't really much of a movie. It was just more of a bunch of set pieces stuck together for like a, a two hour and something minutes. I think one of my biggest complaints was the movie was way too fucking long. It didn't really need to be two hours and 40 something odd minutes. Yeah. Like it just felt like it dragged on way too much. It's like, okay, we get it. Move on, please. I will admit I did love the whole sequence of... Um... Oh, what was the sequence I really liked? Um, I lost my trail of thought now. Damn it. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure um, it'll come to you. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I mean, there's a lot of stuff I really do like in the film, but there's some stuff I didn't like. Okay, right. The thing I really liked about the film was the surprise in it, because when it happened, I'm like, oh, my God, I called it. I've been calling it for years. It was that Red Skull returned. And he was just a plot device. <laughs> yeah, which is the sad thing about it. Because when I saw him, I'm like, I'm like, called it, I called it, I knew he wasn't dead. But then he's like, I was just thinking to myself, how funny would it be that like Red Skull actually turned around the Thanos once he put pushed Gormora off the mountain? Basically, Red Skull saying, <laughs> and Thanos like, why are you laughing? When I didn't actually thought you were going to do it. That's just fucking hilarious. <laughs> You know how bored I've been on this planet all by myself for years. That's uh, the funniest scene. Oh, oh, and, and I just—I would have loved it before Thanos left. He's like, "Oh yeah, by the way, you—you you guys lost the war." What? Yes. <laughs> That'd be funny. That would have been funny. There was a lot of stuff that I actually did like in the film. Um, that was. I like Red Skull coming back, but he just served as a plot device. I thought the whole sequence in the collector's room, I thought that was pretty cool the way they ended it with um, Thanos basically just saying to him, whereas he's taking Grimoire saying, I like you, <laughs> he just disappears. Oh, I mean, it was it was fun seeing Benicio Del Toro again because he's hilarious and, as the collector for all yeah. the wrong reasons. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> It almost as if he's not acting at all. He is actually just, you know, playing the role. <laughs> he looked drunk off his ass as always, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, that's, uh, you know, there's just uh, there's just some stuff I thought was. I think I give Marvel credit; they did do a ballsy ending, at least. You know, I just didn't, I just didn't like the fact that they humanized Thanos too much. <sighs> Be fair, at least it's not like, I'm Thanos, I am in love with death, I am 
Iams got him raging hard on for death. I, I, I know, but I mean, I'm saying like I, I wanted him to be like crazy in a way that that made it made it like it wasn't reasonable instead of just like oh well I I want to kill half the population because I I can save everyone by doing that and I'm like that makes no sense. I I can't. I, I can understand what they were trying to go for. It's an interesting type of crazy. Like, he is so deluded on what he wants to do. He believes in his own mad mad logic. And I can understand why people call him the mad titan in that sense. You know, there's some really good moments with him. But I think the, one of the best moments with him is the the bit when he um, meets Gumor for the first time when she's a little girl. And basically, he takes to the one side and start talking about like the balance of the universe. And you see in the background behind him, like a firing squad, basically just mowing down like her whole, like half her whole entire race and stuff like that. And then she grabs her by the head and just turn her and turn her back back to attention of what what he's doing with her. And I'm like, okay, that's dark. That's twisted. That's messed up. Again, like, and I'm I, like I said to everyone, if you if you go into this thinking it's going to be like the other Marvel movies, no, no. <laughs> this is probably I can understand why people called it the Empire Strikes Back equivalent of the Marvel universe, you know, as in the themes of it being dark and the villains actually win for once, you know. <laughs> I can understand that, you know. I mean, I, I, I understand what they were going for, but like I said, I, I kind of wish it was more of a movie and not just a series of set pieces, like, crammed right. together for, like, two hours. Okay, the thing that really pissed me off in the film, generally pissed me off, is the whole thing with Hulk. Seriously. Oh, yeah, you mean... And it's even insulting if you watch, like, Thor Ragnarok, where there was this whole subplot of Banner afraid to be able to lose control, and, oh, all this time, all he had to do was just... All this time, to stop the Hulk from coming out and getting his life back, Hulk had to lose. Yeah, he That's just had to get all, he, all he had to do. <laughs> yeah. Hulk... Hulk was just a little bitch in this film. He got bitch slapped by Thanos a little bit, got smacked around, and I'm like, really, Hulk? You really are going to be about a stubborn, whiny little baby about it? Pete's sake. Seriously. We have to save him for the next movie. I, I guarantee you they did that for two reasons. One, because I think the writers wanted to do it as a storyline development, but at the same time, I can imagine the studio's like, right, Disney and Marvel Studios were like, right, guys, seriously, this film's going to cost a lot of money to make. We need to cut the budget somewhere. And they're like, do you have any ideas? And they said, well, we can do this one idea with Hulk. Okay, what is it? And he said, well, he afraid to fight Thanos because Thanos beats him to an inch of his life, so he's afraid to come out. Perfect. We can save the budget costs on that. I will say this. I mean, I'm, I, I mean, everyone who knows me knows that I'm a critic of – I'm a harsh critic of CGI – so, uh, but I mean, because I get this criticism a lot of people saying, oh, you just hate anything that's CGI. I mean, yeah, I prefer like practical effects, but I don't hate CGI. When CGI is done well, I will fucking praise it. And case in point, Thanos in this movie was fucking amazing. I think that does help with Michael Douglas's performance as Thanos as well. Uh, that, now that's uh, Josh Brolin, dude, not Michael Douglas. Gosh, what the sorry, fuck? my bad, my bad. <laughs> Michael, Do- I mean, Michael Douglas is Thanos. Uh, <laughs> it'd be amazing, though. It'd be it would have been a fucking different movie. <laughs> it'd be funny. Sorry, I wouldn't get anything. Carry on. No, I mean, I think because it, you can tell, like, there was a lot of work put into him making him look like a fucking actual humanoid alien and not a CGI monstrosity like fucking Ultron. You know? Or Doomsday. Or what was it? Uh, what was it? Uh, Ultron. I'm trying to think Doomsday. Of, I'm trying to think of really terrible ones in in Marvel. Oh, the fucking wolf in in uh, Ragnarok. That looked awful. Um, Abomination. Oh God, Abomination! I forgot about that. He's still alive. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're never gonna address that. <laughs> never gonna address it. He's like, he's still alive. How? He's hold. He's up. He's he's in a holding cell somewhere. No, I mean, I, but I mean, like a lot of people criticize me for saying, oh, you know, you don't like fucking CGI. Well, here's, here's an example of CGI done well. I mean, I, I mean, personally, I, like I said, I prefer practical effects over CGI, but when CGI is done right, like in this movie, I will praise it. 
this is it. It's Thanos is an example of CGI done right, and and that's and uh, and and I mean some of the other effects were pretty decent as well. I mean the Hulk armor uh, looked a lot better than it did in um, in, uh, in in Ultron. I thought yeah. uh, Thor's lightning was much better than it was in Ragnarok, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> like I'm trying to think of other effects, but. Um, well... What do you think the whole outcome of basically Thanos wiping out like whole like half the whole entire universe in in like one click of a finger? That was I think that was like the event the end of Evangelion moment pretty yeah. much. There's a, there's a great moment I saw online basically someone summed it up basically it's like a video like of Baby Group in the second Guardian film like dancing around really happy when the film starts and at the end of it there's a sequence when Group is in Baby Group and he's walking away he's really sad and upset and I'm like yeah that kind of Sums it up. <laughs> I mean, I I think uh, I mean I kind of di- I kind of again as much as I'm uh, also as much as I'm a critic uh, I've given uh, Disney a lot of criticism of, of of the past of how they handled these movies. I'm glad they gave the the writers some creative freedom to go for a little bit more to have to to make this movie dark and serious again. Because yeah. fuck me, like after Thor Ragnarok and Guardians two, I needed this. I needed a fucking serious Marvel movie because. God damn, those two other movies were horrible. Yeah, I mean, they actually did hold their punches back on actually doing witty jokes. And I'm not saying that it's a bad thing what Marvel does, but Marvel films have this big criticism, which I can understand. And for Ragnarok is the biggest, the biggest offender of this. There's a time and a place to tell a joke. I can understand in some situations that if it gets really dark and depressing, you do need to tell a joke to lighten up the mood. But there's just sometimes you just have to let a scene play out and let everyone take in what's going on. You know, um, one of the best, one of the horrible examples I think from that movie was the scene where Thor is talking to Valkyrie and then he just like throws the ball and it hits him in the face. Oh god, that stupid scene. Yeah, I. I literally, I sat there when I was watching and I had like one of my mates with me and he was laughing and I was just thinking to myself, why, why, why is everyone laughing? It's, it's, seriously. I, I just, and I think, um, I mean, well, Black Panther, I kind of felt sorry for the actor because, again, he was given, like I said in my review, he was given shit to do in Civil War. He got overshadowed by Killmonger in his own movie and here he did not, he did not do anything memorable. <laughs> Poor dude. I, I, the thing is that I think Marvel didn't realize how big Black Panther was going to be. Be the film was going to be so big in its own film, you know. I know, but I think like with Black Panther, I think um, that, that that could have been their chance to make me give a shit about T'Challa as a character. Yeah, and but they really, him off. and 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 the problem is they kind of <laughs> the problem is they were like, okay, we need to make a much more interesting villain. And they did, and he was much more interesting than the actual hero, and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> this is what happened when you make interesting villains. I mean, and and I think this this kind of, thankfully, doesn't have the problem Black Panther had, and that everyone here is interesting, if you've seen the movies that, that they come from, anyway. Yeah. I mean, overall, I think it was an enjoyable film. I'm looking forward to the... Um... For the second part, I'm curious to see how, how because there was no Hawkeye and there was no Ant-Man in this film, so maybe they're saving them for the second part. Because basically, like, we can't use all the Avengers. Why? Because we need some for the second part. And, yeah, if we keep those guys around, we might actually have something, you know? I do yeah. I do like the joke someone made on Twitter where it's like, oh, and Ad- they would have won if Ant-Man was around because he could have just shrunk down and just went into Thanos' asshole. <laughs> I saw that. I'm like, really? You're really making that joke? Okay. And he would have died anyway, because Thanos is a fucking powerful asshole. <laughs> oh my god. I, I'm not even going to address this line of conversation, man. I'm not even going to address it. I mean, I, I saw someone I know who does web comics, and basically they did this whole time joke, and basically, finally, I have the Infinity Gauntlet, and they basically puts it on, and then he basically loves lotion on the Infinity Gauntlet, and then put his hands down his trousers, and I'm like, and then underneath it, he said, would you? And I'm like, oh my god, seriously. (laughs) Dirty, dirty humor. Anyway. (laughs) God.
mean, I, I, I mean, I th- like I said, I thought, I mean, there were some things I liked, some things I didn't like, but overall, I mean, it's a movie I think you should see in a the theater because it's, it's great watching it with a with an with an oh. audience. I think that is the best experience. This is not the type of movie you watch alone. It's an epic. It is like a very epic film. It, it's it's one of these films that it's when you get all those moments you've been watching these films for over ten years. You finally get to this point in this film lineup, and you're like, you know what? I am happy with the outcome, and I'm happy with these big. Ex- epic action sequences and moments because you know what they deserve this they marvel studios worked very and i mean very hard to get to this point you know and it paid off for for the large majority of most of it yeah i would say it has paid off peace sake the film made over broke the record of making the fastest grossing film to make a billion in like was it in less than 20 days yeah have fun beating that fucking solo have fun beating that yeah, it was it? It was it? it broke a billion in eleven days. <laughs> and I can't wait. And I and I'm hoping Disney enjoys that because fucking Solo is gonna flop hard. That's gonna be the first yeah. flop. <laughs> that is gonna be the first uh, Star Wars flop in history. I'm Solo. I'm Han Solo. I'm Han Solo. Seriously, I want that dance number in that film. I don't care how bad it. I know the film's gonna be bad already. I don't care. I know it's going to be bad. If you, if you know it's going to be bad, you might as well go full out on it, basically. <laughs> Screw it. We're going to put everything in it. We know that's going to be bad. <laughs> um, what else? I think um, I'm thinking Loki's going to come back because Tom Middleton said he signed on for one more movie, so he'll probably be back with time travel bullshit or something. I can imagine he will be, be, it will, he will be in the time travel sequence of when they go back to the first Avengers film. And and unlike um, Thor Ragnarok, his you know this movie has a much better budget because uh, Tom Hiddleston's wig actually looked like hair, unlike in Thor Ragnarok. Oh yeah, it did yeah, where it looked like a rat's nest. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Like I, like when people say Thor Thor Ragnarok is the best fucking movie of out of the all of all of them, I I I show them a picture of. Uh, of Hiddleston's wig, and I'm like, look at this. Tell me that this is good. Tell me that this looks good. Look at this photograph every time it makes me laugh. And yes, I did a Nickelback reference within the Marvel reference. You're welcome. <laughs> um, and we got a lot of lovely memes at the end with, I don't want to go, <laughs> I don't feel so good. I will admit, I, that sequence did make me feel like, oh, you know, that, that, that is, was a Joe heartwarming moment. And it's like, oh, well, you know what? Well done, Tom Holland. You did a fantastic job. And it's only going in the next, next day. I'm like, oh, my God, this is too funny. I, I actually made a joke about about him saying, uh, about about him saying, I don't feel so good. And it's like, what is it, Peter? Sony are trying to make more Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Oh dear God! Um, we were him balancing like that. Um, apparently, you know that line when he said, "I don't want to go." Apparently, he in- improvised that. Apparently, that wasn't an original script. Apparently, he asked, "Can I just do one take?" And they did that take with him saying that, that line, and they really liked it. So they. Kept oh, it I the wonder film. what that's a reference to. Wink. wink. Oh, <laughs> yeah, wink, wink. It, he's a British. He's, he's a British actor. I want that. Wink, wink, nod, nudge. <laughs> Hello. There's, there's a, and, and now, excuse me, I will shout exit stage right into that blue telephone box over there. <laughs> Thank you very much. I mean, no, he did, he did a great job in this, I think. But like I said, my main problem with Spider-Man is like he felt more like Tony's sidekick, and I hated the, the fucking pop culture references. Yeah. <sighs> did you remember this movie, Aliens? That's not a joke, motherfucker. That's a reference. Don't lay eggs in me. Don't lay eggs in me. I mean, there were some jokes that made me laugh as well. Like, what was it? Uh, I, I'll do you one better. Why is Gamora? That was really funny. I laughed at that. <laughs> I did love the um, Drax. I am, I am silent. I mastered the ability of silence. I mean, I'm just standing there, just slowly moving his arm, just raising the popcorn, and I'm just like. 
<laughs> oh, hi, Drax. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> the Master of inv- Invincibility. See? You're still moving. I know. But you're not hearing it at all. <laughs> just the page just, you're just standing there eating popcorn while they're watching these two characters letting their emotions out on each other. Um, and I'm actually kind of curious to see where they go after this because Avengers 4 is going to be the final final movie for some of these actors and I'm kind of curious where the Marvel Universe is going to go after this, after that. Well, all I'm going to say if the 20th Century Fox deal goes through as planned, just wait for, for, for giant purple alien, another giant purple alien to turn up in the near future. I'm I'm already worried about fucking Kang coming out in the next movie. You know it's gonna fucking happen. I oh god, I don't want Kang. I I'd, I'd rather have Doctor Doom before Kang. I don't want Kang at all. I Kang. Uh, for those who are wondering, if you've been reading the Avenger comics, if you haven't been reading the Avenger comics, every single time when there's an Avenger story in the comic, who's the main bad guy? It's Kang. For some weird reason, every single writer that gets hold of the mob, the Avengers licensing to write it at some point in the comic book world, they have a massive hard-on for Kang for some reason. I don't know why. It's really frustrating. I think the worst case was Bendis's run back in 2010. Holy fuck. Yeah, Kang, I am super awesome, and I am... Yeah. I can do whatever I want, bitches. So, if you can time travel to anywhere and anywhere and, and any place, why does he always end up back during during like the present then and why does this timeline always exist no matter how many fucking changes they make to the to that to the to the time stream answer me that dun 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 it's like no my timeline still exists because it's an alternate timeline fuck off no it doesn't <laughs> that's not how time travel works asshole if you change something in, in the past, then your timeline refused, you know, doesn't exist anymore, but whatever. I'm rambling. Thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.